Okay, we are, are back. Yes. Genesis chapters 29 through 33. It's 2020. I can't believe it. Doesn't it seem like when you say 2020, it's like future, like George yes. Jetson future. Yes, it does. Mm. Yes, 2020. It's like perfect vision, though, I keep thinking. Oh. Let's have God's perfect vision. 2020. Look at you. I know. I, I like just the- saw that. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's a wonderful way to look at it. Right, try to have the perfect vision. Yes. All right, so now do you want to start us off in prayer? Sure, I will. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this time you've set aside for us to be in your word. We thank you for every person listening and just open their hearts to your word and let them hear what you want them to hear through our voices Please, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So we are going to do a quick recap of what we learned from uh, Genesis chapters 24 through 28. Now, uh, Abraham's helper, he went out to seek a wife for Isaac uh, with an angel of God leading the way. And the servant prayed and he was immediately answered. Uh, The prayer was immediately answered when he found Rebecca. Abraham died at 175 years old. I know. Ishmael, Abraham's son with Hagar, he also passed away at 137 years old. Isaac, he had pled with the Lord because he and his wife Rebecca were unable to have kids. And then she became pregnant with uh, Jacob and Esau. And we, we remember that story where Esau was more of the outdoorsman. Jacob was more of the homebody. And, uh, and, you know, Isaac was going to give Esau the, the firstborn rights and mm-mm. yes, I, Rebecca was scheming. Yes, she was. And, uh, Jacob ended up getting the, the rights and Esau was mad. Jacob had to flee. Yep. And then lastly, Jacob had dreamt about a stairway that reached from heaven to earth and I love, with the angels of God going up and down and I God know. at the top. It's just beautiful. Beautiful picture, it yes. It really is. Okay, so chapter 29, was there anything you wanted to add to the recap? No, nothing. Just, no, I thought it was great. Okay. Great. So chapter 29, uh, Jacob, now because he is fleeing, he's, he's on his way, he meets Rachel yes. on his travels. Now, Rachel is actually his cousin. Yep. Now, they go and uh, they go and meet with uh, Laban, who is his uncle and then her father. And he was excited to, to see Jacob, you know, happy, happy he's there. And then Jacob stayed and worked uh, on his property. And then Laban was like, well, let me, you know, you need to be compensated for this. Right. And he's like, well, instead of like a monetary compensation, you know, I'm really, I, I like your daughter, Rachel, an awful yes. lot. Yes. So I'd like to have her hand in marriage. He's like, all right, seven years. You, if you work seven years, you can, you can have her hand in marriage. Yep. So, you know, the time goes by and the deceiver gets deceived. I know. This is horrible. It's terrible. Laban takes his other daughter, the older daughter, and the one that's seen less desirable, Leah. Leah. He takes Leah to Jacob. And I guess it's dark. He doesn't know the difference. Yeah. 
and you know they they consummate the 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 relationship and uh the next morning jacob's like whoa what what happened here (laughs) yeah he must have had a few drinks too he yeah he must have been a little tipsy it's wedding night i mean come on and poor rachel where was rachel i don't know i just she had a beautiful figure and lovely face I wonder if it says. I don't remember reading about where Rachel was and if she was part of this or if she was like, um, shouldn't no. I be seeing my husband? Yeah. Uh, in Genesis chapter 29, verses 26 and 27, you know, Laban responded to Jacob and he says, yeah. it's not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn, but wait until the bridal week is over. Then we'll give you Rachel too, provided you promise to work another seven years for me. Oh. And he did. Yeah. I don't ever remember him complaining about it. No. He, he did it. It said in the Bible that to him, it was like just a few days mm. it, because he loved her so much to work for her for seven years felt like but a few days, it said. That's so pretty. Yeah. So he's married to both women now. Yes. Mm. Yep. It, now it says in the notes, uh, the deceiver was now deceived himself. How natural it is for us to become upset at an injustice done to us while closing our eyes to the injustices we do to others. Sin has a way of coming back to haunt us. Oh, yes. We see, we've seen that through time. Oh. I mean, up till today, 2020, it happens. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure in our own lives that has happened to all of us. Every single oh, one of us. Isn't that the truth? Where it's like, you know what? I need to look in the mirror for a sec. Yeah. Just like I remember whenever I was a little girl and I would say, my she did that to me. She did that. Like pointing to my sister and my dad would say, look at the fingers that, that are pointing back at you. Oh. Like and see all of them pointing back at us. Oh. And I took that lesson when I got my, when I had children Mm. and I'd say, look, you have one pointing there and look at them all pointing back at you. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm going to do, holy cow. You know, really? And it's true. Like you better just like look at yourself in the mirror first. That's the same thing. I love yours though. I I never even thought about that. But it's true. Like we really should look in the mirror first because... And really, is it all that necessary? You know, like we've talked before, but yeah, that's true. And the thing is, like, uh, I don't know why this popped in my head. Maybe it's because I go to the post office almost every day. I see this uh, this other person come in almost every day, too. And he he's so condescending to to everybody, but especially the employees. And it's like, why? Why? Why be so mean to everybody? Instead, be happy. Right. Yeah. You're working. They're working. Everyone's trying to just get through the day. Have yeah. be with their loved ones. Earn exactly. some money. What's with the, What's with the the grief and the misery every day? Why be sour? Yeah. Look at yourself. Yeah. I I you know whenever you want to compliment somebody at a restaurant or somewhere that has done a good job and you ask for the manager. They're instantly like, what? oh, is everything okay? Yes. And you're like, 
that's so sad because they think they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, no, I just want to tell them what a good job you did. Yes. And even the manager that comes, they're like, oh, here I go again. I'm going to have to hear something negative. Well, and that's, you know, that's what they get 99.9% of the time. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're right. It's just, it's spread, awful. Yeah. Spread a little joy. If someone's doing a good job or even if they're doing a bad job but trying really hard. Yeah. Be nice. Exactly. Because you know what? That calms everyone else down. Yeah. Oh, doesn't it? Yeah. For example, at a Fresno State football game this last season, they hire mostly college kids yeah. to work, you know, in the food stands. Right. This kid was trying his hardest. He was trying so hard. Yeah. Slow as a snail. Mm-hmm. But you know, and everyone was starting to get a you can feel the crowd, they're getting a little antsy. And I was just like, honey, and this isn't a yay me thing, but yeah. it's just an example. Exactly. It's I was just like, honey, you're doing a really good job. You keep going. Exactly. And then all of a sudden people around were like, you know what, he is doing a good job. It's just an example of how you can change the tone of, of someone's day. Yes. And like giving him a boost, like, yes. hey. You know what? Okay, I am doing okay. Yeah. Instead of him feeling that tension. That you pressure. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It just takes one person to yeah. do a good, you know. Yeah. I know it. I tell you. And we were all that kid one time. We all were. Yes. All. Just remember that, uh, you know? I'm not going to go into examples of, through this whole podcast, but I remember one specific time, and this one lady helped me out, and I will never forget her. Right. Ever. No. You'll remember her forever. Forever. Yep. Because all she did was just one nice thing. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you yes. very much. Yes, I know it. I'm telling you. Now, uh, moving on to uh, Genesis chapter 29, verses 31 and 32. Yes. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children, but Rachel could not conceive. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will love me. I felt, through through this whole thing, this whole reading, I felt really bad for Leah. Me too. Because having a husband was so important back then. Mm -hmm. You know, being with someone. Yeah. And... It just seemed like no one wanted her. I know. And they had to con someone for her to to be with. It was heartbreaking. It really is. And and she she had children, but it, she still didn't feel she had the love of a man, of the, the husband. I, and she thought, oh, well, now that, you know, I've provided kids for him, surely he's going to love me yeah. because I've provided these kids. And still, yeah. It's sad. And that's, I think, you know, that's a feeling, just a raw feeling that's, that all of us have experienced. If I, oh, if I do this differently, maybe, you know, this will change or this will change. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. So the truth. And even if you want to apply it to, you know, a relationship with God, it's like, no, you don't have to change. God loves you unconditionally. Just as you are. Just as you are. You don't have to, you know, try to impress or do this or do that. He 
He just he like he loves you the way you are. Yes. Absolutely. So then Leah had three more sons. And same thing. She still felt that that Jacob would just adore her and love her even more because of, of these boys. Yeah. And because Rachel, the pretty one, couldn't conceive. Couldn't have the children, no. Now that's all I had for chapter twenty nine. Did you want to add anything? Um in in the notes I I saw let me just see. About naming children. Oh, it yeah. was um, today. Parents usually give their children names that sound good or have sentimental appeal, but the Old Testament portrays a more dynamic use of names. Parents often chose names that reflected the situation at the time of birth. They sometimes hoped their children would fulfill the meaning of the names given to them. Later, parents could look back and see if their children their grown children had lived up to their names. Sometimes a person's name was changed because of their character did not match their name. This happened to Jacob. Jacob, he grasps the heel figuratively, he deceives, whose name was changed to Israel, one who struggles with God. Jacob's character had changed to the point that he was no longer seen as a deceiver, but as a God-honoring man. So we'll see that. Yes. So I just, I thought that was interesting. Names meant, they meant something. Yes. Yeah, they did. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll move on to chapter 30. Yes. Hot mess. Yeah. Hot mess. So now Rachel is becoming jealous and frustrated at the situation because she can't have kids. So similar to Sarah and Abraham, she has her her maid or helper sleep with Jacob. Yep. Now it's now it's become a game between the two, because now Leah's like, "Well, I'm gonna have my helper sleep with Jacob." Yeah. You know who's winning in all this? Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's the winner. Yeah. No kidding. It's it's just it's too bad that it came to that you know yeah. that that jeal- that pettiness yeah it is. It said uh, in our notes each of the three great patriarchs Abraham Isaac and Jacob had wives who had difficulty conceiving children. Yeah, it's interesting to note how each man reacted to his wife's predicament. Abraham had relations with Sarah's servant in order to have his own child, thus introducing bitterness and jealousy into his family. Isaac, by contrast, prayed to God when his wife was barren. God eventually answered his prayers and Rebekah had twin sons. Jacob, however, followed his grandfather's example and had children by the wife's servants, leading to sad and sometimes bitter consequences. Yeah. And and that, that struggle, that sibling <sighs> struggle continued on. Yes. It's- what I like to call the Mandrakes situation. Yeah. Because this is, I'm just going to read this because it's so, you can't believe it. No. So in Genesis chapter 30, verses 14 through 16, one day during the wheat harvest, Reuben, who's Leah's oldest son, found some mandrakes growing in a field and brought them to his mother, Leah. Rachel begged Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah angrily replied, wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now will you steal my son's mandrakes too? 
Rachel answered, I will let Jacob sleep with you tonight if you give me some of the mandrakes. So that evening, as Jacob was coming home from the fields, Leah went out to meet him. You must come and sleep with me tonight, she said. I have paid for you with some mandrakes that my son found. So that night he slept with Leah. Crazy. I mean, you're paying. At any point, does Jacob say, hmm? I know. No? No. <laughs> no, he's not going to. No. How? Huh. So, you know, Leah eventually become, has another couple sons. And still feels the same way. That he's going to respect her more and love her because she can have the kids. Yeah. And then finally, she does have a daughter after all those boys. Yes, she did. Uh, but God answered Rachel's prayers eventually by enabling her to become pregnant with a son, Joseph. That's right. Yes. Uh, and then in our notes, it said, eventually God answered Rachel's prayers and gave her a child of her own. But in the meantime, she had given her servant to Jacob, trusting God when nothing seems to happen is difficult. But it's harder still to live with the consequences of taking matters into your own hands. Resist the temptation to think God has forgotten you. Have patience and courage to wait for God to act. Yes. And you know, the more you're in this Bible, the, like you, more you're into the Bible, like you and I have found, the more you're eager to sit and wait. Yes. Nothing becomes, nothing becomes, what do you, what do you call it? Not a panic, but nothing becomes so... Yeah. urgent yes uh-huh nothing's urgent really huh mm -hmm. no you're right it it takes time but the holy spirit does work inside you and it's like no everything's okay yeah. if it's not okay it's gonna be okay right exactly like we don't have an urgency to really we really i think found that yes we found the holy spirit's guidance mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it, it just, it takes time. It will come. Yes. It will come. You, like we said last time, try not to, to fight against those waves. Just get right on God's inner tube. Ride along. Yes. Ride along. Because he'll guide you. He will. But it's going to be a fight because mm. the, the evil, this world is ran by evil. Mm. And we have to realize that and... You know, it's, we just have to get on, like you said, get on the ride and just follow God's. Now, do you feel, I want to, I want your opinion on this. Okay. I feel as though there are some people that really try to shelter themselves from things in the world that, and that's their business. That's, that's the way they want to live. That's fine. I'm not judging. I think my take on it is more experience it yeah see what's going on that way you know the difference yes what's your take on that i agree with you okay and that by ex you're meant to experience some things good and bad mm -hmm. and that way you will number one recognize it the next time it happens good or bad and know that you have christ and god to lean on mm -hmm. or god to lean on and know that he can get you through it. Yeah. And, or you, how to handle it the next time. Or someone else is going to go through it and you can say, listen, I've been through this. This is what you can do. I can help you. Yes. 
I really do. Okay. All right. And you find out what's really important in, in this life. Yes. And it's really this, there's no earthly things to me that are important. And don't you feel as though once you, um, you better understand it, life becomes more, not simplistic, yes. but it don't, not easier, but it's just, it becomes more focused. Yes. Focused and the things that are important are so few. Yes. That your life is so simple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the needs, there's not many things you need. Right. And there's there's a few important things and that's it. Uh, it, It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yep. Mm. So continuing on, uh, at this point, Jacob wanted to, he'd kind of, he'd done his work. He, he wanted to return home uh, yes. with his wives and children. And Laban knew uh, that how God had blessed him since Jacob arrived and really wanted him to stay. And Laban was willing to pay anything to keep him there. It oh, said okay. in those notes, it said, Jacob is not only deceived, but also manipulated while Jacob should have known the pain of favoritism because because of his father's favoritism toward Esau, he shows the same favoritism toward his wife, Rachel. As a result, Jacob is manipulated by his own wives repeatedly. Because that, yeah. And you wonder why, did he just he not recognize it? Or may, did he know what was going on? You know, you wonder if that's just, because that's what he just saw? Is that uh, what it is? Maybe that's it, because you know what? We're all guilty of being in situations, and as an outsider, people could look and go, what's going on? But when you're in the situation, you don't see it. You don't see it. Mm. Uh, It also said in that study guide that Leah was unloved, but God blessed her with many children. Judah becomes the father of the royal tribe of David, and ultimately Jesus. And Levi is the father of the priestly tribe, which also culminated in the true and final priest, Jesus. It is, surpri- is it surprising that both the royal and priestly lines are children of Leah, the unloved and neglected wife of Jacob? God shines the grace and power of his purposes in the most unlikely of places. Mm-hmm. That's I had never thought about that before. That's amazing. That that's the line that it came from it was came, Leah. Uh-huh. Mm. That's, that should tell us all something mm-hmm. beautiful. Now, did you have anything else from chapter 30? No. So let's move on then to chapter 31. So at this time, Laban and his sons, they were getting a little maybe frustrated and disgruntled with Jacob because they thought uh, that Jacob was becoming rich off of Laban. Right. And... Uh, Genesis chapter 31, verse 3, it said, Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and grandfather and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. Uh, In the notes, it says, It is sometimes difficult to be happy when others are doing better than we are. To compare our success with that of others is a dangerous way to judge the quality of our lives. By comparing ourselves to others, we may be giving jealousy a foothold. We can avoid jealousy by rejoicing in others' successes. Yes. How, I had that marked too. How true is that 
of all time, but especially this day and age. Absolutely. With uh, with with the social media. You know, and if people can remember, people do not put negative things on social media. Oh, yeah. I, I just had a talk with a friend that got so upset because in her family, you know, she's struggling, but the family member sent this book to each person about what the family members did all year. They went on this vacation, that vacation. I don't have a problem with the jealousy thing, but she was like, they got to do this and that. And I said, well, they're not going to send you a booklet that says on Saturday I was filled with depression. Sunday I, you know, they only send the good news. Right. But be happy for those people that they didn't find sadness this year or they didn't have bad news this year because one day they're going to right i don't i don't know i never struggled with jealousy but some people do and i think we all have to always keep in the back of our heads everyone's going through something absolutely you know what even if it's not on social media or if it's displayed uh you know in person everyone's going through something Yeah. So you may think, oh, Joe Blow over there, their life is great. Maybe their life is going pretty good, but you know what? They're still going through something. Yeah. Something somewhere is is not great. Right. Yeah. Because that's just the way it is. It is in this whole world. And you know what? If at work or 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 whatever, whatever your goals are, if you see someone else doing better than you, don't be jealous. Work on yourself. Yeah. Come up with a game plan and work harder. Yes. Make yourself a better person. You know, get yourself to those goals. Don't compare yourself to other person's goals. Yeah. I saw a great, I think it was a tweet uh, a while back. And it was like, oh, well, you know, Stephen King's sold... 10 million books and I sold four. Well, you know what? The, don't compare yourself to Stephen King because, you know. Yeah. Be happy that you sold those four books. That's right. That's great. You know, it's kind of that logic. Oh, yeah. well, you know, uh, Beyonce sold 40 million albums and I, I sold 12. Right. Well, God Good bless for, you sold 12. Yeah, that's great. That's right. That's great. Yeah. So, it just, there's no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, be happy for your success. And if you're not happy with where you're at, come up with a game plan. Do better next time. Right. Mm. Yep. That's right. Do exactly. Because we all fall into, into God's divine plan. We're all in there. We all play a part in it. That's right. Not everyone can be a Stephen King. Not everyone can be a... Whoever, you know, a Beyonce or I don't even know why Beyonce, but whatever. She came in my head. Right. And with being Beyonce, that comes with a lot of pressure. Yes. And a lot of other stuff that maybe you're not meant to handle. And God knows that. Yes. God knows that that Robin is not going to be Beyonce, but Robin's going to be Robin. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't want to be that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if we move on with the story, uh, Jacob, he packed up everything and everyone, and he was heading back to Canaan. Yep. Laban finds out about this, and uh, 
and went after him. Yeah. Even though God had come to Laban in a dream and uh, was told to leave him alone. Yep. But he did catch up with him and confronted him and also accused him of stealing his, his quote unquote gods, which Jacob didn't know about because it was Rachel that took some of his, uh, not trinkets, but uh, what were they? Uh, the idols. Yeah. Uh, she was the one that stole some idols from the house, and she was sneaky too. She was sitting on them yeah. when when they came to try to find them mm-hmm. in the camp. But uh, but Laban and Jacob eventually made a covenant, and in uh, Genesis chapter thirty one verse fifty, it says, "If you mistreat my daughters, or if you marry other wives, God will see it, even if no one else does. He is a witness to this covenant between us." Yeah, and that was that. They you know they settled it, and everyone went their separate ways. Yeah. Uh, and then the angels of God came to greet Jacob as they proceeded on. Yeah. Um, in the notes, it said, although angels often would appear in human form, yeah. these angels may have looked different for Jacob recognized them at once. Why did angels of God meet Jacob? The reason is unclear, but because of their visit, Jacob knew God was with him. Yeah. On 50, to be binding, an agreement had to be witnessed by a third party. In this case, Jacob and Lab, Lab, Laban, I can't say Laban. It. Laban used God as their witness that they would keep their word. Mm. No, I just, Rachel was sneaky. Oh, I mean, Rachel. you know, you thought she was this sweetness, but I just, my heart, every time I read this, I think of that Leah. Oh, I every know. Every time. And I just think my heart goes out to her like, even then, it yes. was about the beauty and the figure. Yes. The biblical times. Yes. And the pettiness was there. Yeah, the pettiness. And like, I don't know, even back then, mm-hmm. I just break, you know, just heartfelt. It is. It really is. <laughs> it is. I mean, how poor thing. You know, Leah's just like. I mean, she's like, I can't get a man unless my dad tricks this guy. Yeah. Oh, so sad. That's horrible. Yeah. So I just, it just broke my heart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But great things came from her. Right. I mean, the greatest. The greatest came from her. Okay. So moving on to chapter 32, uh, Jacob had sent messengers ahead of his arrival to his brother Esau. Uh, to let him know he was on his way because he was, you know, hoping that after this time had passed, it's been 20 years. Yeah. Hopefully Esau's calmed down a little Let's bit. Let's hope. Yeah. And the messengers returned and they let him know that Esau was on his way with 400 men. Now, listen, you hear 400 men are coming. Oh. It's like, oh boy. Yeah. You're like, am I going to be murdered? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Am I going to be oh. murdered? But you know what I love here? Jacob was nervous, but he prayed. He, he um, sure did. He prayed. That was like the first thing he did. And I wanted to read this, uh, the prayer that he said in Genesis 32, verses 9 through 12. Oh, God of my grandfather Abraham and God of my father Isaac. Oh, Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives. And you promised me I will treat you kindly. I am not worthy of all unfailing love. And faithfulness you have shown to me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. O Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. 
I am afraid that he is coming to attack me along with my wives and children, but you promised me. I will surely treat you kindly, and I will multiply your descendants until they become as numerous as the sands along the seashore. Too many to count. That's Beautiful. A, that is. That's a lovely prayer. And God, through the generations, is telling all those men the same thing. The same thing. Yeah. In the notes, it said, Jacob was about to meet his brother for the first time in 20 years, and he was frantic with fear. But he collected his thoughts and decided to pray. When we face a difficult conflict, we can run about frantically, or we can pause to pray. Uh, we've been guilty of both. Oh, At least yes. I am. I oh, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I have. Yeah. For sure. Now, uh. in the other study book I was looking at, it said, During the 20 years in that land, God had worked in Jacob's heart. Jacob faces his greatest fears on reconciling with his brother Esau. As he does so, we see a dramatic picture of the grace of God through Esau. As Jacob faces the prospect of seeing his brother again, fear grips Jacob's heart as he hears that his brother is approaching with 400 men. However, Jacob brings this fear before God in prayer, you know, to bring all of those fears and concerns to God. Right there, yeah. Yeah. And then he got all those gifts ready for him. Yes, yes. yes. In fact, you know what? I didn't write any of that down. Would you mind talking yeah, about that? Yeah, he, he stayed where he was for the night, and then he selected gifts. He had 200 female goats, 20 male, 200 ewes, and 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 donkeys, female and 10 male, um, he divided the animals into herds, assigned each to different servants, and then he told them to go ahead with the anim go ahead of him with the animals and keep some distance between the herds. Um, when my and he gave them instructions of when my brother Esau meets you, he will ask whose servants are you? Where are you going with these animals? You must reply, they belong to your servant Jacob, but they are a gift for his master Esau. Look. He's coming right behind us. Mm. There we go. So he, he came out of, he came with respect. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. In the second half of chapter 32, Jacob wrestled with God until dawn. And, you know, at first reading that, it's, it's just, it's a little bit of the chapter, but it means so much. I know it. Because Jacob was exhausted he was struggling, but he didn't give up. Yeah. And I, here's something else, you know, I wanted to run by you. God's blessing always comes after the struggle. Yeah. And whatever trials we're going through, sickness, addiction, um, you know, worry. When you're in the dark and you think you're alone, you know, then that light comes. And you, you realize it's going to be okay. Yeah. You just can't give up. You can't give up. Uh-uh. No, you can't. You will come out the other end, okay? Yes, you will. There's uh. a song that's called, I'll Walk Through the Valley If You Want Me To. Mm. And sometimes you have to be in the valley. Yeah. And realize just how much you need God. Yeah. Just don't let go. You need him. Yeah. You have to be there sometimes, you know? And, you know, and on the surface, it's all... You think, oh, well, he's Jacob's wrestling and he, he kind of maybe wants to, to beat him and get away from from yeah. him. But I think maybe it's almost the opposite. 
where he just doesn't want to let go. He's right. not going to, he's not going to let go. He's not going to give up. Right. Yes. On In our notes, it says Jacob continued this wrestling match all night just to be blessed. Mm. He was persistent. God encourages persistence in all areas of our lives, including the spiritual. Where in your spiritual life do you need more persistence? Strong character develops as you struggle through tough conditions. Mm. And remember, when you're in a valley, that's where the the rivers and where we get fed. Oh. Up on the top of the mountains, there's no little rivers and streams where we get fed. You know what I mean? That's how they say when you think about being fed by Christ, the rivers and stuff, you know. Yes, when you're in the valley. Yeah. Oh. And yes. then up top, the animals and stuff, like you don't get nothing up there. Yeah. So. What a wonderful thing to remember. Yeah. Oh, I loved when I first read about this. I, I thought it was so neat because I had no clue. In Genesis 32, verse 32. Even today, the people of Israel don't eat the tendon near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strained the tendon of Jacob's hip. Oh, my goodness. No idea. I didn't either. Mm -mm. Now we know. Now we know. Anything else for chapter 32? No. I just loved that chapter, though. Yes. It had a lot of good stuff in just one chapter. It really does. I know. If you just dig a little deeper. Yes. There's so much amazing information in there. I know it. Now, in chapter 30, chapter 33 is so nice. You know, we go from this pettiness and not being able to, you know, to work it out. And then we kind of see the opposite of that in chapter 33. Yeah. uh, Where Esau and his men caught up with Jacob. And in uh, chapter 33, verse 4, it says, Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. And they Uh. both wept. That's, I mean, it's so lovely. What more could he have asked for? Right. What more could a brother ask for? Yeah. The time was able to, between, you know, God and just that time of letting Esau cool down and let him go through his whatever. Yep. They were able to. Yeah. To uh, reconcile. Yeah. I just thought that was so beautiful. It is. You know? Um, I I put on the little, the end of a note. We can remove bitterness from our lives by honestly expressing our feelings to God, forgiving those who have wronged us, and being content with what we have. Yes, that's yeah, and that's remember that's what we were talking yes. about, just being content. Yeah, you don't need things of this world. I mean, you if you really have the Holy Spirit in you, you just are so content yes that's another that's another word for it contentment we have yeah we have a contentment in in ourselves Mm -hmm. and we are reading that book by ann graham Locke about the holy spirit that book is so good it really is what's the name jesus Jesus in me yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's very good we'll think of the the name of it together Word by word, you have Jesus in me. <laughs> Boy, that book's good. It is. I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy almost everything she's done so far that you know that I've read, because, and I've told you this, you know, you think, 
being uh, Billy Graham's daughter. Well, life just... Here's an example. Here we are. Thinking, thinking, life must be great for her. Billy Graham's daughter. Yep. She's gone through a lot of trials of her own. And she... Who knows if she's putting them all in the book, but she's putting a lot of it in the book. Yes. She she doesn't hold back with a no. lot of the stuff. And I res- I like that. I respect oh. that. To, to let people know, hey, yeah, Billy Graham was my dad, but I've gone through some stuff. Yeah. You appreciate her for that. Yes. And that's what you want out of people. Yes. Not, don't gloss over like, oh, life's been so wonderful. No. And I'm sure she has had wonderful things. But she's also had bad things as well. Yeah. And her father would want her to do that. Yeah. Because he was like that. He didn't sugarcoat stuff. Like he would say, even the wife would say, listen, Billy wasn't here and on going here and there. And I had the children and it was hard. Mm-hmm. Like they were solid, honest people. Mm-hmm. And it is hard, you know? Yeah. You want that. Because I don't think... Now, listen, I haven't gone into the whole, you know, history of the Graham family, but I don't remember hearing people say, yeah, B- Billy Graham, but he was this in way, or he was this yeah. way, or... Not with him. I... Not one scam. Right. Yeah. Not one... Oh, you, this, that, never. Yeah. Uh, none of them. No. And I don't think there are a lot... Of people that are in the spotlight when it comes to religion, that can that can say that. I agree, and that's I being agree. real. Now uh, yeah, you're right, but yeah, if anyone's looking for for a book about the Holy Spirit oh. uh, by Anne Graham Lotz, L O T Z, uh huh, yeah, and it's called Jesus in Me. It's very good. Yeah, her mother's name was Ruth Graham Bell. Oh. So, wait, Ruth Bell Graham. Yeah. So, and then Anne Graham Lotz. Like, it's hard to, you know. <laughs> yeah. All so, these anyway, hyphens. I know. I know it. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but I think, oh, here, this was one final thing that I got from the other study book. Uh, Though Jacob had sinned against Esau, Esau welcomes him back with open arms. Similarly, we have sinned against God, but God the Father welcomes us back with open arms. Mm-hmm. And that's right. And oh, I'm sorry, did I cut? You oh, no, off? I'm okay. done. Yeah, I just want them to remember, and I'm sure you do too. There's not one thing we can do to to go to heaven, or like like you were saying, come as you are. Mm-hmm. There, you can't go take a shower and then say, okay. But you know, I mean, he loves us just as we are. Who you are right now is how he's going to accept. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you came from, what your last name is. Nothing. He loves us how we are. Yes. And he has never made a mistake. Mm -hmm. So if you think that, oh, I'm such a bad person or I've done something. No. Mm -hmm. The price has been paid on that cross for you. Yeah. You that are listening right now, the price has been paid for you. Mm -hmm. That's it. So I just want them to know, you know what I mean? Like that gift. And 
I don't know. I just feel led to say that. There's somebody out there that needs to hear that. And I want them to know that, that they are so loved. And we pray for these people. I, yes. Yeah. And you, you worded that beautifully. I, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, okay. I can edit it out. On Twitter, I saw someone that I'm familiar with um, through YouTube. And I don't know if he personally is going through something or if he knows someone, but he basically said that, you know, how can you support God? How can you believe in God when God, you know, takes away kids, when he took away my son? Mm-hmm. Why would you celebrate that person? Why should I pray to God after something like that happens? Well, and that it's a it's a good question. Yes, it because is. you because all of us you do wonder why does God take away kids? Why does why do kids get horrific sicknesses? It's terrible. It is, and you know, I think it's awful when a child dies too. It's terrible. It's painful. It's agonizing, but. The only thing I can say to you is no one leaves this earth until God wants them to. And the the experiences that I have had is that child's purpose on this earth was meant for them to bring someone to Christ even though it is a child and it's very difficult and it's sad. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. Now this is my point of view and I am by no means some theologic theologian. Sure. But that's how I've always been taught Mm -hmm. that, that, that child is probably his death was maybe to bring someone to Christ for that per- for whoever it was for them to find their faith. Mm. Like I had a friend die at 35 and there is members of her family that weren't believers and now a majority of them found Christ and are going to heaven, you know? Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't have happened if she didn't die. Yeah. Her father died a few years later. It's heart-wrenching sad because i read that that comment and it, it made me sad but i understood the comment oh sure does he have a right to be angry i i absolutely i mean the pain of that yeah i mean i can't even imagine i don't i can't think of of a greater pain than losing your child no i can't i don't even know one word I could say. Mm-mm. And if I were him, I would reach out to someone locally, wherever he is. Mm-hmm. But I would make sure it was a biblically based church. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing else but flat out. But Or if he wants to email us and we can get him in contact with someone we know. But that's the only mm-hmm. thing I know. Yeah. But like, again, I'm not some theologian 
But I can tell you that children, that child is in heaven. Yeah. And that if he is a believer, he will see that child again. Yeah. But, God, I just... And on top of that, that's the only way I can see how someone can be comforted also. Yeah. To only know Christ. To How can you ever get that out of your... Go through each day. Hey, everyone. I'm going to step in here real quick and let you know that Amy provided uh, a link to an article, which I'm going to put the link in the notes of the podcast. And it is on, you can find it on oneplace.com. And the title of the article is Why Did God Let That Child Die by Clay Jones. And it's it's a pretty darn good uh, article. And it'll give far more answers than we were able to provide. And we really hope that that uh, this helps someone out to better understand so that's, do you have anything else for our chapters, 29 no. through 33? Oh, I had one more note on 33.3. Yes. Where he bowed to the ground seven times. Yes. Um, that that was a sign of respect given to a king. Jacob was taking every precaution as he met Esau, hoping to dispel any thoughts of revenge. He really was. He was going yeah. all out to yeah. show that he that really his heart was. has changed. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I had. Wonderful. Yes. Okay, so for next time, we are going to be reading Genesis chapters 34 through 37. And if you have any questions or comments or prayer requests... You can email us at basicbiblestudy19, the number 19, at gmail.com. And uh, all of our links and and whatnots you can find uh, on our website, mybasicbiblestudy.com. And uh, yeah, we can even answer your questions uh, privately or or, uh, on a podcast if you'd like. Just let us know. And uh, everyone, please take care. Have a blessed week. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you. And we will catch you next time. Take care.